This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Evan. We're going to talk about, uh, what's this book called? Blaze. Blaze. Blaze by Richard Bachman, a.k.a. Uh, Stephen King. Um, yeah. He said, uh, I think it was in the intro, that, oh, maybe it was in an interview, that the book was 170 pages and he was rewriting the first 100. No, that was it. That was in the intro. Was that in the intro? Maybe it was in an interview as well. I read. Yeah, this was like a lost book, right? Like he yeah, he it placed a, it and ended up in the archives or something, right? And, yeah, and then he dug it out. Which is kind of a cool story. Yeah, it but, is. I've I've read all the Bachman books, and I, I this is the least interesting, I suppose, of the Bachman books. I got I gotta say, I think that the original, when he dies, and three hundred years later, people are going through the archives at the university and getting that original rather than the photocopy he got i think mm-hmm. uh they're gonna find that the book is radically different um because he said in the introduction also about uh i think it was thinner uh stephen king wrote that book um uh, not richard bachman uh and that's why he was outed but well, it was with Thinner that... Hello? That thinner? Thinner? Yeah. Okay. Unless you asked for a second. Thinner was when he was outed. Yeah. Okay. Like, what, what, what did I say? Was it Thinner? No. You said... It, there was another one. He wrote so many books. Yeah. It, it, no, it was with with the publication of Thinner that people figured right. it out. But he said... But I don't know how He said that... that he, well, he said the reason he was outed is because Stephen King wrote that book rather than Richard Bachman, and it was easy for people to tell. And I'm like... If yeah, you if I, I you yeah. if you read this book, the one that we just read, that's you know eight hours fifteen minutes, read by a guy named uh, what was it, Ron McClarty, pretty good narrator. Um, if you read this book, it's pretty obvious it's written by Stephen King, and I think those revisions are like, like he can't help himself. He's he, you're, you're saying the the original is more Bachman. Uh, it must be. I assume it's I way more thinner. Bachman. Thinner. Is is out is is more Bach. I've never read Thinner, so I can't I can't thinner, read that Thinner one. either because it's so pessimistic. I mean, it's it's got that kind of crime issue, like with the gangsters and stuff, like Roadwork had, like that subplot with the gangsters mm-hmm. that you saw in Roadwork, and it's so just bleak. I think King is just always there's always like some optimism. Maybe not in all the short stories, but in the novels, there's always some. Usually a happy ending. So, thirty five years. The good guys yeah. win usually in a King book. This and, he said that this was written in seventy two, seventy three, and then it the uh, the introduction is from early two thousand seven, January two thousand seven. Yeah. Um. So about thirty five years, right, in the gap. And to me, um, I've read his earlier stuff like Roadwork and Rage and, uh, I don't know, a couple, uh, The Long Walk and uh, The Running Man, right? And those ones, uh, they do feel different than, you know, later Revival and stuff. But uh, 
it, it's almost like he couldn't help himself. He the changes that he made, I can't imagine they're they're better because the things that he's done to make it updated, they're very odd. Like one of the details was like uh, the Smurfs. <laughs> On the it's not always the best at updating things, Jesse. But like he, if you read the the yeah the the stand, the updated version of the stand, yeah. But like first why he's does he even consistent? But, but why is he even interested in doing that? everything? He should right, and he, the things he updates are more superficial. I think he's not very good at doing that. But what I, I think what what is like? I don't understand. Like like it, when a new Donald Westlake book comes out that was never published, they don't go in there and change it, right? Even if he was alive, they just publish it, right? Um, And there was a case, like, with uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, where later publications, they keep upping the dates in the book. So, you know, it's set in 1991, and then the book comes out in 1995, so they change it to 2005 Mm. or something like that, right? They're always setting it in the future, but that's the estate doing it. Because they think that that somehow that's going to make it more relevant, and I guess that's the case with with um, King as well. But he kind of acknowledges this in the introduction, though he does. And I agree with you that it was a, he shouldn't have done that. No, it's like, like I don't think he should damage the book either. I, I don't see there's any reason why that updated version of the stand, which is worthwhile doing. I mean, that was good to add those pages that were cut by the editors but he also tries to update that to the 90s and it the thing is he doesn't update everything so it's inconsistent like there's a lot in blaze here that seems more 70-ish yes like it, the world seems of the 70s but the references but even so like what what's he throws it in are just like not oh, a 2007 setting right yeah it's so what what what, not, what year is gonna no what year is it set? It feels like it's in the seventies still, right? Yeah, Dude. it's but it's according to the introduction, he tries to update a little bit. I don't know. King always wants his novels set in the present day. I think I've been doing this read through of King and almost all his novels, but it, except the Dark Tower stuff are set in the. There's, the written. there's a weird thing at the end of the introduction. I don't have that line handy, but I believe he says, "I'm all the profits from this book are going to a charity, right?" Yeah, I don't remember what the charity was, but it was probably like Sad House for Boys or something like that, right? It mm-hmm. was it was uh, something related to the the book's topic, and that fits his character, and he's a, you know rich guy who wants to do good, so it makes sense, but. He also said in the introduction, um, I didn't give this book to Hard Case Crime because somehow it didn't fit. But he also said about Hard Case Crime um, <laughs> that they don't pay on time. But if it's for a charity, what the hell does he care, right? That they don't pay on time. I mean, maybe he cares, but like it, it's it's sort of inconsistent. And, and more importantly, if it was for charity, right? Why does he have to update it? He needs to update it, is what it is, right? And when he's re, he, I think he said, like he didn't, he just abandoned it in the first place. Didn't even try to sell it to somebody. Something changed, right? Now he waits 
30 years, and then he looks at it again, and he says, you know, there's salvageable material here, and if I just go in there and fix it up, it's saleable. So it's really weird, because I noticed, like, I, like, I thought, well, will I be able to tell he's changed things? I'm like, yeah, I really can. <laughs> and it's not just, like, the contemporary uh, radio announcements and stuff, because I don't think they're very well done uh, to make it more present. Because, uh, honestly, I, I have a hard time even guessing what year any of the stuff is supposed to be happening. The orphanages, the, you know, the the the... The backstory versus the front story, or I guess the present versus the past. Um, I mean, it's well told, switching back and forth. I really like it. But it could be like a 50-year gap, right? And yet it isn't also. It, it feels like a book from the 70s um, with a kidnapping plot. There's a, there's a um, kind of a similar case. Um, and it's actually, as usual, Richard Stark is mentioned in the introduction. So the Donald Westlake version of uh, King's Bachman, right? The Richard and Richard Bachman is from Richard Stark, uh, also a pseudonym, a guy he admired, uh, Westlake. Um, Richard Stark wrote a, a novel <laughs> that was never published called Child Heist. Now, Child Heist is not actually a real book. Um, that is, it was never published and it was never written. However, it exists in the world of another book, which is uh, a Donald Westlake book called Jimmy the Kid. Jimmy the Kid is a Dortmunder book, which is his sort of lighthearted uh, crime novels as opposed to his dark crime novels. Um, by Wes Westlake does the light and Stark does the the dark and in the novel of jimmy the kid uh grofield oh no not grofield uh, dortmunder um finds a i think it's dortmunder finds a uh, a novel called child heist by richard stark and he it's a kidnapping plot essentially the identical plot of this book and he says this is a great map for uh this richard stark guy really knows how to do crime I'm going to follow this recipe <laughs> in the book. And that's actually what we kind of have here with George having created the plan and then Blaze fulfilling the plan. And so I can't, I can't understand uh, the differences between the old Richard Stark, who I think existed, and the new Richard Stark, who really doesn't? You mean Bachman? Yes. Uh, sorry, Bachman. Well, I, I yeah, like the old re Bachman. His effort and to try to redeem Blaze, I think. So what? What did he? Do? How is Blaze redeemed? Well, he's he's he kind of loves the kid at the end, right? Yeah. Do you think that wouldn't have he wouldn't have done that in the original? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question because I I never even thought that he might not have. Which is weird because I don't. I like. I mean, that's very King, though. That's what I'm saying. Like that hmm. would be a. That's something King would do. Is. He's he almost kills the kid a few times, right? It's uh, Lenny from uh, what's that book called? Yeah, oh, Mice and Men. Oh, clearly, oh, yeah. Mice and I, I mentioned that. I mentioned that a few days ago to you, Jesse. This, I mean, I mean, he also mentioned in the introduction that this is very yeah. of Mice and Men. We have we. 
people letting in George situation here, and Lenny's kind of kind of going on without his George, as it were. Yeah, um, but, which but, is. But here's but here's the question I want to ask the two of you. So he's got George in his head, or does he? Is it supernatural? Is it the remnants of his real intelligence? Because it's clear that before he gets thrown down the stairs again and again, he's a bright kid with a. With oh. a great future and is going to be smart as a whip. And because they mentioned his son is uh, is, is 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 smart as all out. So, so what what does George represent in this book? Is it well? There's there's only two ways to do it. Like one is he he shines. The other is he's actually not dumb. He, he's just culture like he's been convinced he's dumb, but he's not. The, like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Everyone around him thinks he's dumb, but he's actually pretty smart. Well, I'm worried. I'm worried about what smart and dumb mean all the time. So I'm a bit worried about that. Uh, there is another way to read it, and I've seen people write these mm-hmm. words down. That it is a ghost story. Um, I don't think that oh, yeah. that fits. Well, that exactly. would be if he shines, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Shines, someone could yeah. talk to the ghost. Right? Um, I think that there's another way to read it too, which is um, I haven't seen anybody mention this. Is uh, George is the superego. The problem with that theory is George is saying kill the kid, right? Which a superego right. is not supposed to do. Superego is your parents telling you uh, don't masturbate. Or well, but, but, but the super but the superego has more displayed intelligence than Blaze does in the book. I mean, it wouldn't make sense that the super ego would well, have. There's a wisdom in in like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, uh, no, no, wash your hands they, but, after you, be, you know, flush no, the toilet or something. That, like that. That's, but this, that's not even wisdom. I mean, George time and again tells Blaze that he's done something stupid and lays it out what he did stupid. That yeah. Blaze on his own, if we take him, if we if we, if he's not playing, if he's not been con- conditionally dumb as Evan suggests, if he does, if he. That Blaze would not have thought of. So either he shines, or it's like some part of his brain actually is not is not damaged. One of the things they say about him in the book is that he's he's not retarded. He's just slow. And I'm like, the difference between those two things is no difference. That's what retarded means. It means held back, slowed down, right? So Blaze can think things through. It just takes him time. Where he's supposed to be stupid is in math, right? He's bad at math, and that's why he gets the friend, and the friend yeah. helps him with his math. Um, but he can uh, figure out what he needs to do. One part where um, where I feel like maybe this is the hand of Stephen King versus the original hand of Bachman is where he's on the phone, and he gives his name to the, the parents, by his full name. Um, that's not slow. That's stupid, right? So, yeah. why did he do that? Well, one way to read it is you do stuff like that because you want to get caught. I don't think he wants to... I don't think the character wants to get caught. The stuff about him raising the kid, uh, you know, keeping the money and, and going to someplace warm, which is what happens to parents do, Right. We're going to Disneyland. Oh my God, that's that's got to be that. See, that's a change, right? Because that phrase, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that marketing really phrase, didn't exist really in the seventies, right? 
Um, and then thinking about it, it as I, I think it started in the eighties with Super Bowl. Winners. Yeah, yeah, it was like, some Where are you ad. Go now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Disneyland. So uh, to me, like, I think this this could have been a much harder book. Like, it could have been a much a grittier book, and I don't know how it would have ended because I'm afraid to think about it, right? But one of the Why are you things, afraid to think about it? Well, because if if I'm right, um, then the kid dies, right? I mean, I was expect I, I I was half expecting the kid to die during this during uh, at the end. It's like, yeah, kid's going to die, but no, we wind up swerving to the happy ending, and I think it is the the Stephen King rewrite that saves the kid. Yeah, I yeah. Think, Bachman would kill the kid. I think. Oh yeah, it's very it's very likely. I think right. So, what that makes me also think of is comparing it to Mice and Men. Um, who dies in Mice and Men? Is no kid. It's Lenny, right? Mm-hmm. George yeah. kills Lenny because he's too damaging to rabbits <laughs> and ladies. Right? He loves them he too know much. His own strength. He doesn't know his own strength. But. In, in making that comparison, I'm thinking like, uh, isn't a mice and men set in the dirty thirties? Yeah, it's it's set during the Dust Bowl. Right, the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Okay, and these are hobos. They literally go from farm to farm uh, looking for work, which is what uh, Blaze does, right? And uh, there's a, a number of characters in the story that are very interesting to think about, like why they're there and what role they re- represent, but. Um, I just I have a list of quotes that I want to read, and then I, I want to let you guys talk about it because this is what st- stood out most strongly to me. This is like this only exists because of the rewrite. It only exists because of the rewrite, and he's obsessed. So listen to this. This is page forty nine. Like a skylark. Well, I guess that's the end of a sentence. Um, he went back to the house and got a pile of old newspapers. George read the newspaper every day, and not just the funnies. Sometimes he read the editorials to blaze and raged about the redneck Republicans. Page 50. He said the Republicans hated poor people. He preferred the president as the goddamn... He referred to the president as that goddamn wet in the White House. George was a Democrat, and two years ago they had put stickers on... for Democratic candidates on a bunch of cars, windows, I think. Uh, page 160. They almost got you, Blaze, George said. Then in a kind of despairing growl, dumb shit. Who does? Who does? Blaze asked. The cops. Who did you think I meant? The Republican National Committee? The FBI? The state police? Even the local humps in blue? Uh, page, uh, this is not in order, clearly. Page 125. The announcer had just finished telling about a Republican senator who had taken a bribe. Page 163. Uh, You poor sap, you let him live, and he'll grow up hating your guts. They'll see to it. Those good people, those good rich asshole Republican millionaires. Didn't I ever teach you nothing, Blaze? Let me say it in words even a sap can understand. Page 161. They probably got to working a little replacement Republican the next fucking night. This is talking about the kid being kidnapped. Uh, Page 195. Fuck those rich Republicans. Page 80. Uh, George would play war half the night, drinking beer and talking about the Republicans and how they fucked the poor. Page 89. They're fat, stupid Republicans. 
so that's just the word Republican. If you type in right wing, uh, that also comes up. That <laughs> can't be in the seventies book. Something happened. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Like, what? Who are we supposed to root here? George is like a a, a criminal who is like going to kidnap a kid. We feel sorry for Blaze. I I was like. He, he he can't be doing this to help the story. He thinks it's important. But this is what I was trying to, Jesse, this is what I was trying to say about the stand. Like, he updates, in the, the update of the stand, he updates, like, references. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll throw in HIV, or he'll throw in, like, a political reference. Because he's trying to set that in the 90s. He's giving right? it the vibe of, oh, this Even is the original book, But the vibe is, like, the feeling is still in the 70s. Yeah. When you read the stand. You read the updated stand. Like, the whole counterculture narrative and how mm. the whole thing is is tied to like hippie culture in a way. It's like hippies versus the man. That's of the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. When the stand was conceived and much of it was written. I think actually it was written in the seventies, right? I don't know. And then he updates it in the nineties and he just shifts the dates and changes a few references. And I think that's what happens here. But uh, I don't think there's much need to like think too much about it because uh, he is. He's not. Th- like, so you you sent me a by DM. He couldn't resist. Like, yeah. In in two thousand six, two thousand seven, of taking stabs at Republicans for obvious reasons. Yeah, right? but it doesn't help the book, right? Like, it doesn't make any more sense. Like, because ultimately, at the end of the book, what what did we learn? What did we take away? What did we? You know what is the like? One of the things that happens is it, what's the name of the the baby? I can't remember his name. <laughs> he has, he calls him by the junior or whatever. He's another junior, um, but he gets a he gets a cut on his forehead, right? Just like our Blaze, he gets forehead damage, and he says, you know, that's the thing that leads you through life. So there, he is making some. Oh, I don't know if it's Bachman or King or both are trying to make some uh, connection between fathers and sons and fathers and sons and how you raise your kid or how you how the state raises a child to, uh, tells us something about, you know, what we should do and what we should think about something. But ultimately, the, the answer is uh, this little baby's not going to have a scar and he's only worried about his new tooth. And the parents are going to Disneyland. So, like, Blaze is, Blaze is snuffed out, right? I didn't even mean to make that pun, but I guess I did. You did. <laughs> um, he's snuffed out. And uh, at the end of, a, of a Mice and Man, we feel very sorry for George. And we feel very sorry for Lenny, right? Especially for Lenny, we're supposed yeah. to we're supposed to feel sorry yeah. for Lenny. We, but we we also feel sorry for George because George that's his friend, and he's doing mm-hmm. it not because it needs, you know, not because he wants to murder him, but rather because he's a he's a danger, right? He's hurting people. Well, he, well, because Lenny's death will be much worse, right? Yeah, but he, if the town gets to him. But, but also I mean, he he know, he realizes, and maybe that's the reason they're always on the run, right? That Lenny is dangerous, right? That it's not just going to cause him problems; it's also causing causing societal problems. It's um, a little bit like finally Fahrenheit, yeah. where you've got a 
<laughs> a guy who's on the run with his robot slave that he's conflating himself with. Um, mm-hmm. But in that case, he's doing it for profit motive. Here, we've got, like, essentially a disabled person who has a caregiver who, you know, is in the uh, criminal business. And he, he injects his politics into... Blaze doesn't care anything about Republicans except that they're bad because George tells him so, right? He's not into it. So when he kidnaps his kid, he's sympathetic to the kid. And he wants to, you know, raise him right. But he's incapable of it, so he's snuffed out. Like, what message is... (laughs) This book's message is unclear to me is what I'm saying. Like, um, what do you guys think? Because I, I, I was like, holy oh, shit, I, he is doing it again. <laughs> again. It, 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 seemed, it seemed like a recurrent thumb beat. Republicans are bad. Be, Republicans are bad. Be, I, like, I get it, Mr. King. Redneck Republicans, rich Republicans. Uh, so, uh, the politicians are taking bribes. Like, like, and, you know, the fact that he's got the... George campaigning for the Democrats as opposed to just hating the Republicans. It's like, what, what is he saying about the Democrats? I don't like. I don't think. Well, I, I think. I don't think he can help himself. I think that's the reason. Well, you know it the exists. way. Like the proper way Bachman would do this is like, like the organized crime that George is like connected to is like in the machine, right? Right. Yeah. If, if this is a, a full Bachman novel, then we would have gotten. We then it would gotten be more political cynical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. I've been reading so much King lately, and I just sort of zone out that stuff. Like the stories <laughs> where he doesn't even try to do that stuff are better usually. It doesn't hurt the others. I think it's just like something you go like, okay, I'm reading Stephen King. <laughs> Just, we'll just. It's like it's like the boobs in Philip K. Dick. You just, you know, it, yeah. It, it's like it has a woman. Therefore, no it has boobs. This character needs to take a stab at the at the Republicans. But that uh, you know, bo- I guess boobs are political too. But it's like, um, it, it to me the 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 thing about you know that story of mice and men is that this is a tragedy, right? This is a, a tremendous tragedy, and how do we solve it, right? And, you know, you can come up with social programs. Well, the social programs in this book, uh, the orphanage, uh, the schools, the prison programs, the, uh, the, the one character who, who could fix everything, uh, King or Bachman kills him off, right? What's the name? I think his name is Blue something. He's the farmer who owns the berry farm. And he, right. What's his name? Um, I think his name is Blue. Some, I'm going to put type in Blue. See what we get. And I, I don't know if that happens to be. The, he's a. But Democrat. go look that up. But I, I think that that's very Bachman, though. This idea of like society old, somehow it, breaking it, down, right? Yeah, an old hippie. Like uh, our institutions no longer function, so we're like down to much more barbaric existence. I think he actually uh, think, it's associated with the word capitalism. He actually says that's how capitalism works. Right to the kids at the table or on the on the bus yeah. or something. Capitalism. Let's see if we can. Break. I think that, that isn't there scenes like that in like the Running Man too, or like. Well, yes, yeah, they're he, sitting around uh, talking about the why the society broke down. That that ah uh, that, that revisiting like that because I think that's quite political. Blue Note. 
That's the name. Blue, Blue Note, right. Yeah, Blue, Blue, Note. Blue Note. Blue Note so with his blueberry fields. We see a few things about him that are very... Douglas Blue Note. Okay. One of the things we see is him at the... Very interesting. Like, uh, that, that part of the book is like... I think, you know, his youth is That's much my favorite more, part of the book. Yeah, it's the best part of the book, right? Um, so him him at the uh, local town meeting where some lady is saying, they're having sex! <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, it's yeah, consensual. For, 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 well, for, first it goes from, oh, they're stealing stuff to, no, they're just having sex. That's the problem. Right, well, the thing is, is having sex leads to babies like like uh, Blaze, right? Um, it also leads to uh, good upstanding Republicans who are rich for some reason, we don't know why, um, who go to Disneyland. Um, but, you know, if you do it in marriage and you have a good foundation, you have a happy home and no wife beating and child beating, then that's better, is what we're supposed to, I mean, I think we probably think is a good thing. Don't beat your children so that they have brain damage. Um, it's probably a good thing. So Blue Note is like, I'm going to take you on, even though I have, th- I had three sons, one's dead, one is local here, and then one is, uh, what's in California being a lawyer? I can't remember what it is. But, uh, yeah, he moved to California. And so that just snuffs out Blaze's possible, you know, track towards good. Right? Like, as in not being a kidnapper. I don't really care that much about him stealing sweaters or, you know, all that other stuff. But being kidna- kidnapping is, you know, it's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say kidnapping is wrong. Um, <laughs> but Blue Note is is uh, tr- actively trying to fix society, but... His, his lecture about capitalism, I get to have, uh, you get uh, one third, I get the rest because I own the land. Uh, that's all well and good uh, under capitalism, but then the the god of this book kills him off. And then we have this, so like, I feel like, Stephen, Evan, you sent in a direct message um, a book called The Philosophy of Stephen King. And I went to look at the reviews on that. <laughs> and none of them, none of them, uh, they're all just very positive reviews. But I can actually tell you this, the story of how I came across yeah, this please. book. Yeah, please. I was recording the last episode of my It review. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, like, I was talking about how, like, determinism is such a big part of this story and magic and it's kind of platonic in the way like the cosmology of it is mm-hmm. kind of, there's a platonic aspect to it neoplatonic maybe mm-hmm. and i'm like you know maybe someone should write a philosophy in <laughs> stephen king book and i'm like wait i paused of course yeah and there was a book philosophy in stephen king but it's like 50 percent of that if you look at the table of contents is dark tower okay and then there's probably another th- 25% of the book that's like somehow shining related. All right. And then nothing about it. Intr- well, I guess for the. Which disappointed me. That's going to be in the um, next volume. You can have an essay in there. Um, <laughs> but that, that's how I came across that today. But look, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big into philosophy guy. And I, I, I stretch to find philosophy in some things, right? Like uh, in the philosophy of 
uh, Donald Westlake. I think he, he as an author has a stronger philosophy than most of his characters in most of his books. However, in patterns, in setting patterns, and in, and in some certain details, you can find, like, resignation is a kind of philosophy. Like, uh, yeah. l- let, let this wash over you because you have no control. That is a kind of philosophy. It's not, uh, you know, like how to be in the world uh, as a society, but rather how to be as an individual within a society. I think that Blue Note is the most Stephen King-like character in the book. Oh, absolutely. I I, I think he's an author stand-in. He's trying to solve the problem. And what does he do to himself? He kills him. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why does he kill him? Why is Bachman? Why, why, why? Still Bachman writing the story. <laughs> yeah, well, why? Why? Because because in the end, Bla- because um, the rewritten version of Blaze's story is a tragedy. I mean, it's not a dark. It's not the dark Bachman. It's a tragedy. And this, what's yeah. the point? Listen, listen to me. Listen, listen. This is the point where Blaze could have gone completely down down the other path if if Bluna had survived and Blaze had stuck on the farm. Everything would have been fine for Blaze. I mean, a few years. He's of adopted working, son. Right? Yeah. He's, 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 right. Yeah. He's, a, a few years on the farm, and Blaze would have been would have been all right, and would not have gone down. The, he would always have a nice uh, spot at the table with all the other people. He'd be like the farm supervisor, right? Indoctrinating right. I mean, the new kids in, and you know, making sure they don't it. have too much sex. Uh, you know, or no, no poker, no poker. Right. No poker. He'd, he'd be good at it too, but Bluno dies, and so that closes that door to to Blaze. But uh, to me, that so, is like so. So like, Bluno had to die for the plot. Yeah, for this for book plot. to exist, but, right? To to to, to, have, to have Blaze go down the path he does, Blue right? Note, exactly. And if you're going to have him on the farm, well, Blue Note has to die. But that also makes me think of like you know. Uh, there's all sorts of wrong ideas in in the history of humanity, right? We think uh, evolution is a ladder. Well, that's wrong, right? Evolution is a bush. <laughs> yeah, that's much more correct. Um, uh, and then we think uh, technology is progress. Well, that's not right. Um, <laughs> um, however, we are trying, I hope, at least some of us, trying to make things less worse for some sometimes right and thinking about what's wrong with a mice and men is like what went wrong well the traditional answer is no social programs for people like lenny right um so this book is full of social programs for people like lenny right Mm -hmm. they come to his house and they take the kid away from the dad who's throwing him down the stairs and they say yeah you can't own this kid anymore and then the dad uh, he gets his shit slightly together and he writes the letter, send me a picture of you, I'm going to get a little house, no return address, right? Uh, also major tragedy. Um, the dad is like Lenny in that he's trying to not fuck up, right? He's trying to get his shit together and try and be good. Um, and Lenny, oh, I'm calling him Lenny now, Blaze, <laughs> Blaze is is like, hey, you know, if I can get that money, we can go someplace warm and we'll have a a big, a big hammock for me and a little hammock for him, and I won't fuck up his childhood the way I I had mine fucked up. Right. So it's like 
it's the the democratic answer or the stereotype of the democratic answer is just throw money at welfare queens, right? Um, that will solve this problem. That is not Stephen King's solution. He he hates the Republican solution, whatever it is, which never comes up in the book, right? Uh, they're just assholes. They're, they're corrupt, blah, blah, blah. But he never has a, like, let's fix this at the end. He kills off the characters he, he can't fix. And, and the kid, who, you know, is an inheritor of capital, um, is going to grow up and be happy. And, and that's good. So it's, it's almost like that uh, Lovecraft trope that Evan identified where everybody's, we have to bury the past, right? We cannot remember these things. We must get rid of it, hide it. Um, if that's the case, that's kind of bleak, which is much more um, Bachman than it is King, but I don't think King is intending this. I think that that's my reading into it. What do you guys think? Hmm. Um, I think you're mostly right. I think, I think King would have been better off just I think Bachman's dead. I mean, yeah, he was dead back in the eighties. Like even the regulators is basically a King book. Really he puts Bachman's name on it. I think it's not quite Bachman-esque enough. It doesn't quite work as a Bachman book. It's still fairly optimistic. And yeah, I think he shouldn't have rewritten as is or as much as he did. Yeah, I mean, you should have published it with 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 hard case. I agree. It's a perfect like. It's not actually soft. It's quite hard. Um, it's yeah. it's actually very. It's it's a very seventies book. Even though he's updated it for no reason, mm-hmm. um, it should have been with hard case. It would have had a way fucking better cover. Every cover I've seen of this is shit. The best one is. Uh, you see the snow on the windshield and it says blaze written on the windshield, right? From the inside. That's the best one. Hard yeah, case crimes cover would have been amazing, right? It would have been yeah. Lenny or um, blaze carrying the kid or, um, maybe there'd be a woman in there. I don't know. The, yeah. The, the, the girl woman. in the blueberry fields getting fucked. The, the, the person selling <laughs> at the, at the, what the saleswoman at the baby store. They, oh yeah. Oh, that, that was a great scene. Yeah, no, he's he's a great writer, but he's fucked up this book. I think yeah. this original, like if we broke into the university library and found the original, oh, made a better photocopy. I don't know. It might not got. be that great, though. No, but it's probably better. It published initially, maybe, maybe. Um, but it would have been more authentic somehow because mm-hmm. this yeah, feels that's... inauthentic. Uh, you you uh, suggested this one. I've never read thinner. Uh, why is that not? Well, I, I think I just mentioned to you I was reading Blaze. And uh-huh. So let's put it on the schedule. Oh, because it was a Bachman book. Because I, I guess. it was a Bachman book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We run out of Bachman books. You're going to have to start reading more King. Well, you I, I might be down like for regulators more regulators and more short stories. The Long Walk. I think then you're done. I think then. You're yeah, I don't. Home. I don't think I want to do the regulators. Um, I've read The Long Walk. I've never done a show on it. It's very brutal, and. Yeah. Oh, I wrote a that's, review of that's it. That's a Bachman book. Yeah, very, very Bachman, but also like, what does that society mean? <laughs> like, what is he trying to say? Because that's a very, very strongly well, that's motivated just, it's book. It's just an allegory for life, you know. I you guess. Keep walking. 
and then eventually you That's die. It's not my life, man. I'm not going to do that. And, well, you'll, you'll either live longer than me or not, right? Yeah, but like they don't you'll have fun on their trip. longer on the long walk than I will. They don't have fun or on I'll their trip. It's punishment. It's horrible. And yeah, that's that's it, it, Yeah, I guess. Well, this was not horrible. This was too almost too easy. I felt like a baby being spoon fed. You know, it was a very easy book. No challenge to my morality or anything. Like we don't even feel we don't even feel like Blaze is wrong most of the time, right? When he kills the dog, when he kills the the old lady. I mean, that old lady maybe is the worst situation. But he didn't mean to kill her. <laughs> you know, when he kills the cop, well, fuck those guys, right? Uh, FBI agent. Like, the FBI agent, uh, if they made a movie version of this, like, they'd play up the FBI angle. The uh, Yeah, it'd be played by... But the George the angle would guy. be either deleted or... Or you'd just be a voice, or they'd play it, it up. It depends on how supernatural they want to go, because they obviously that, that could be an interesting one. angle. It could be. I, I actually, the only there, there, there's two Bachman books that have a lot of supernatural in it, and that's Thinner and The Regulators, and then maybe this one. Tell me about Thinner, because um, I, I think I saw the movie or the, something. Yeah, I saw the movie. Well, and well Thinner is of. Uh, just a, a fat man like hit runs a gypsy, gypsy woman yeah. and, and gets a gypsy curse. And then what happens? And the curse is to be thinner. And then he gets off. So the gypsies also curse like the lawyers. He's not the only one who's cursed. So there's some like nice body body horror in Ooh, that book. Where okay. like he, some guy is cursed to become like a lizard or like, like a lizard skin or something. Okay. It's really good stuff. <laughs> um, but... Family he finally he like begs them to lift the curse, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you, man!" And they he sends the gangster friend he has, and they're and finally they kind of give in, and they meet with him, and they said, "Okay, you can eat this. Like you can give you can you can pass the curse on uh-huh. to someone else." And so they make him a cake, and it's like, "Whoever eats this cake will get your curse." So you have to give it to someone. So he, this he, I think this sounds there's like... someone he wants to give it to, and. It ends up like like his daughter eats it. And, the and then at the end, he's just like, fuck it, I'll eat the cake too, or I'll eat the pie too, because we're all going to get the curse. We can't avoid it now. That doesn't sound like a good So book. it's a pretty bleak ending. It sounds to me like a lot like one of those episodes of it's Friday fun. the 13th, the series, or... Yeah, it's it's what's well, like... I, I watched the, the Red Letter Media show on Creepshow. And I also watched oh, the one those on great. Creep Show creep, 2. They did Creep Show 2. Yeah, well, I watched yeah. both of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, the EC comic kind of thing. Yeah. You know, have you seen this movie, Paul? Creep Show? It was an I, 80s I, anthology. I don't, remem- I, I don't remember anything about it. I'm sure I have. There's a little bit of it like, had like animation. Uh, Ted Danson was in it. And uh, who's the guy from Naked Gun? Oh, yeah, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen? Nielsen. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. A lot of. Fairly famous yeah. actors in that one. Yeah, pretty... Creep Show's really good. You should watch it. Yeah, I've got it on the stick for. And King watching. wrote all of it. That's and he stars in it too. He's in one of the segments. I think there's four segments or five segments, and he's in one of them. Yeah, Creep Show two. Well, there's the raft, which is worth watching. Yeah, I, I watched. That's that a part. King story. 
and that and so so that kind of story to me like is a very different thing than a novel right that kind of story is like it's designed to be basically um for an anthology series like that right it's just yeah. a, like a twilight mm-hmm. zone but with a with a harder edge like twilight zones are usually like it's not strange <laughs> or like it's not a reversal whereas this is like some kids are stuck on a raft they get eaten Right, and like watching yeah. that. So to me, the part, uh, the worst part of the mist, is having all the people in the grocery store turning on each other uh, and the religious lady. Like that, just like oh, like that's horrible. Right, I don't like any of that part. I do like the idea of well, you know, if, escaping. We yeah, we but that's that's kind of King's point about those stories, though. Right. Yeah, so story. it's almost like he's saying we we can't actually get along. <laughs> like it, it's thinking, a very pessimistic view. Yeah. Like, that, is he wrong? Is he that's, wrong? That's kind of Bachman. Though. Yeah. It's very yeah, but is he wrong? But if, if we're throwing that situation, would we cooperate? or Would we fall apart? Well, you have it in the stand too, right? Like uh, yes, and the stand is much more optimistic. Like with, we're yeah. But, you know, like we said in all the apocalyptic literature, though, like, I guess once the government's gone, we're all going to hate each other. We're all going to fight. I think yeah, it's very Hobbesian. It's like, yeah, you yeah. need government to keep ourselves from killing each other. I was I think I was ruined. I, I was ruined for for King by Bachman. When I read The Running Man, I'm like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> At the end where he's like, I'm going to. Crash this plane into the executive. It, 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 it's a very. Th- I think I mentioned at the time. It reminded me of the ending of They Live, the movie. Yeah, it's a it's so a like, like, politically like, active story with a solution to a problem. It's not a great solution. It's not a permanent solution, but it is an act of civil disobedience. In this one, the act of civil disobedience it doesn't exist. He just kid- kidnaps a kid because they're Republican fucks and uh, also money. Um, and, and he's sort of operating on instinct, the plan of George, right? Um, and the thing is, is George, I think, is an inconsistent character in the book. Sometimes he's, he's uh, obviously when he's alive, I guess it makes more sense. But <laughs> when he's a ghost, he's like, kill the kid. I think that's King saying, I don't want what Bachman wrote. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, and Blaze is like, I, I love the kid, and and I don't think George was was um, like George is not mean to the kid. He calls him dumb. You know you're dumb, um, but George ain't so smart either, right? He's a different kind of dumb because he acts in bad ways, but. On the other hand, what can you do? This, like, to me, uh, this book offers no solutions. <laughs> whereas, whereas the Running Man does offer a solution. It's not a solution most people are going to be happy with, but it's a solution that I can be satisfied with. Here, I feel like this is like the end of a, one of those fugitive movies, uh, right? Right. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, and yeah, Harrison Ford, and. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, at the end of that, you find out, oh, he was innocent the whole time. Oh, okay, we can be friends now. After that horrible scene where he says, I don't care that you're not guilty, right? Um, Here, it's like, 
I don't care. He's dead. We got the baby back. Everything's going to be good. Blaze goes to the pauper's field. Oh, I guess his kid's going to be a football star. That's our redemption? Like, that's not good. I guess it's something. Very dissatisfying. But so well written. You don't kind of mind, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting uh, Maybe I'm Stephen King doubt. Because <laughs> this is a good book, but I like... Because you haven't read the good stuff by Stephen King. Uh, I don't know. I read... I, yeah, I haven't read the big long You've things. You've read the Bachman stuff. The Shining's good. I liked uh, I liked um, Revival. Yeah, Revival's good. Uh, how is Fairy that's Story? The, that's the reason. How's what? Fairy Story, the most is not what it's called. I haven't got to it yet. I I've been doing this read through, and I'm up to like 2015. So I'm just going to continue to okay. read through and get to Fairy Story when I get to it. Because uh, that's the most recent one. I looked at the pictures. The pictures are awesome. There's it looks two nice. different artists. It's quite long. Which yeah, is, the reviews are quite good. Yeah, I need to read some Stephen King reviews because I, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever, you know, sat down and read a bunch of Stephen King reviews. I just stopped reading reviews, I guess. But that yeah, you're you're not exactly a fan of reviews, Jesse. So well, I, I am. I just don't think uh, I, I don't think there's very many good ones. Is the problem? Uh, I, I, in fact, Paul, I you know. Pauline Kale, love reading her reviews. I used to, you know, I I, it's, I used to study reviewing and review reading, but I think there's a lot of bad reviews out there. And the ones I've read for Stephen King books, they they don't tend like I like what Evans doing on his podcast, but they're not reviews exactly. He's he's speculating about what's going on and why things work and uh, what this means, and he's got a bunch of theories that he's putting against it. That's not the same thing as you know like a a review. Um, mm. uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What exactly am I doing? Let's see. Let's um, see. you're thinking about what what's yeah. happening. Why why things work and why you like them. Um, I mean, I call them reviews. I guess when I post. I mean, them on uh, Twitter, uh, th- yeah. No, they, they are reviews. It's but just, I'm not sure I'm doing that. That's not. But I they're mean, not. Cr- so you're because you're not taking all the notes and then writing the review. Which yeah. is very different than what you're doing is you're sort of reviewing. <laughs> yeah. Well, a versus writing a review. It would be like 10 hours long. No, it wouldn't. And that's like this podcast is not a review podcast. And people sometimes say, uh, we would like you to review this on the podcast. Like either you don't pay attention to the podcast or you, you're using the term wrong because a two hour discussion of a book uh, is not a review. So you, what you're doing is more similar to what we're doing here, um, but you uh, do it in a different format, and it's only you, right? Yeah. So uh, you've come up with some amazing uh, insights, and I'm actually I prefer um, listening to your your discussion of books to uh, potentially reading books I won't like, but I. I like I don't want to read it; it's too long, and you're spending so much time with it, and it's a thin book compared to some. I think it's the longest King book. No, the Stand's longer. Yeah, I think the, the stand. stand is like sixty hours. Yeah, and, and the Dark is Tower is five thousand books, right? It's very no, long. the Dark Tower is it's seven books, so five thousand pages. Long. Something. Yeah, you might get maybe four thousand. That's a lot of pages, bud. Yeah. It's an investment of time and energy, for sure. 
The but one there, there's a podcast that did that really systematic read through. Find me another. Find me another uh, one like Revival. Uh, Revival had some interesting themes. It was very well written. I know it was uh, under King and not Bachman, but uh, I think it, it dug pretty deep. Yeah, I, I think some of the early stuff's really good. Like I think Firestarter. I'd recommend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that sounds good. I'd recommend. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to think about Firestarter. it. Firestarter, but I like Firestarter because it's a daddy daughter book. Daddy, oh, daddy daughter book. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> it's a daddy daughter adventure. <laughs> oh, you're trying to break my brain. The, the girl's it's getting her thing. period, and she's lighting things on fire. <laughs> well, um, she's not quite at the period. Oh, yet. I'm the, the, the mom's dead, and the, the the dad's trying to save, but he's he's not quite as talented as the little daughter. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> uh, Stephen King. Let's see how many ones we've done. Uh, eight uh, out so far. The Night Flyer. I like that one. The Mist. Oh, the Night Flyer is good. Yeah, That's Rage, Roadwork, Revival, Dance Macabre was pretty interesting. Uh, everything's eventual. I think we did uh, another one that hasn't come out yet, and this one. So yeah, we're running out of Bachman. Maybe it's time to do some early. Oh, and we did. Uh, what's the uh, the big house book <laughs> that hasn't come out yet. The Shining. Oh yeah, that was a good. That's book not a too. house; it's a hotel. Just whatever. I mean, Pet Cemetery is Pet Cemetery. That sounds good. Probably there's not too much. I mean, I think that's such a big part of the popular culture, and like everyone knows that story. But the book adds something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like The Shining, like. There's that popular image of what the story's about. Mm-hmm. But if you read the book, there's some other aspects to it. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I mean, I think some of this 90s stuff that is is kind of interesting, but it's it's more like he's playing with ideas a bit more in the 90s. Mm. He didn't write much in the 90s. Well, is that like, when he was injured? Like, I don't know. No, that's before he was injured, but he was kind of slowing down because he was kind of doing more high-concept stuff like Insomnia and mm. Dolores Claiborne, Gerald's Game, uh, Needful yeah. Things, those bag of bones, those books are... They're not all that great, but you can tell he's really trying to do something new. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, I... I think that's good. Um, I was looking at his Twitter account the other day, um, and uh, I looked at his his uh, follower people he's following, and I went through it because I, I was like, he doesn't follow many people. No, it's very few. It's 147, I think it was. Um, but I went through like looking at the people. Almost all of them are blue checks. Not all of them. Some of them are, you know, book reviewers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of television shows that are like defunct, like and actors who are on those shows. Like he, at one time he was like, "I'm following everybody," right? And then he just like so he's using it like uh, I guess I do. I use Twitter as sort of a way of journaling or <laughs> something right and sending messages and stuff like that but um when you see people with like 10,000 fo- followers and 28,000 following you can't you can't read that many things right so w- w- what does it really even mean 
Um, for him, like mm. following a, bu- a bunch of like he he, I, I sent you Evan the uh, he, Stephen. Uh, this is pretty funny, Paul. There, uh, Stephen King shows up as a character named Bachman on an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Really? Yeah, he he's he plays essentially the same role as Harvey Keitel does in Pulp Fiction. He's like the cleaner. He's the, he's the thick. He's Wolf. He's Winston Wolf. Yeah. Wow. He's the cleaner when somebody accidentally yeah. kills somebody. He shows up and takes measurements and and then he says, "I'd like to. I'd like some music. Can you make that happen? Eighties, preferably." <laughs> <laughs> And he comes up uh, on the Harley, are right? You, are you going to say no to the wolf? I wouldn't. Well, that's yes. the thing is, it's the same job, but he's a he's a cool motorcycle man instead of uh, you know bow tie and. Uh, but yeah, fun fun character, fun scene. I I remember seeing him in it, and I think I recognized him. But I was watching the show when it came out, you know, and wasn't thinking mm-hmm. about Stephen King reading his books. So, the thing is, is. Like, the fact that he follows, like, five of the actors from that show and the show, even though the show hasn't tweeted since 2020 or something, right? You know, because it's been off the air for years. Um, and it's still on his account means, like, he's not interacting with with uh, probably half the people uh, who are t- tweeting uh, that he would see. So he's only going to either be seeing the people who who tweet at him, which I don't think most people who have accounts like he does see that. Um, so it's like, it, it's a, is it not a bubble? Right. I know I'm not an, I, I know I'm in a bubble me, right? <laughs> because I like, well, I'm not going to follow that account. Cause that guy's obsessed with this one guy I'm following right now. Um, he is his 24 seven interested in rescue animals animals that need to be rescued and uh i he used to be like desert running uh <laughs> and you would see that but now i noticed like i looked at his account and he's like uh, uh like 10,000 or more following and 10,000 or more followers and it's obviously related to this dog you know about to be put down send money now thing and you see pictures and videos of poor dogs that need you know housing he's like actively leaning into trying to fix this and he says like stuff like uh if you if any of my followers wants to uh to put fifty dollars i will match it he's tr- like actively trying to save the world right or at least the world of rescue dogs um stephen king's doing uh his his thing which is, you know, vote and uh, give money to charity. I, I don't know. I don't think either of these is the solution. <laughs> Clearly what I'm doing is not solving it either. What's, what's the solution, guys? If I knew, I would tell you and be doing it myself right now. Wow. Evan, you got a solution here? You're not going to say drink um, more beer and smoke some more cigarettes because you, you're cutting down on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cutting down. Yes, please stop smoking, Evan. I want you around for years to come. Really? Yes. I value you and what you do in the genre space and as a person. <laughs> so, yes. As a well, matter of I fact, if, if, if I have... if. if if, if, I ha- if I have to be sentimental and sanctimo- sanct- sentimental and uh, squishy about it, yes, I do care. Um, 
Fun fact, my father, my father, my father died of cigarette smoking. Fun fact. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down on that stuff. So, yeah, it killed my, it didn't well, kill my mother. Well, it's all because I'm trying to die. So I, I become very, I have to be very disciplined. So like afternoon, don't eat anything. Don't, don't drink too much. Eating, eating less is hard. Ask me how I know, because mm. I'm trying to do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, that's the easier know. thing for me than the other sins. Eating, I was never interested that interested in food. Mm-hmm. I always found food kind of boring. No, I, I've always liked. My, but I, I, I realize I, most I, people I don't up, agree with me on that. I, I grew up in a in a family which was half Polish and Ukrainian, whose my mother's two sisters married a pair of Italian brothers. So food has always been important in my family. So <laughs> my mo- So yes, and to to. To to my detriment. So, you know, so I've always been interested in certain kinds of food and exploring food. And I'm looking forward to cautiously exploring the food of Vietnam next month. Mm. And next, next month, as of the recording of this episode, by the time this comes out, I will probably have gone and come back. And so yeah, how was it, go. Paul? <laughs> I don't have a time machine yet. So. I do. I can edit in your uh, response for later. <laughs> I won't well, do ask that, me but... in ask me in January right. of 2023. Then I can tell you how it was. Hi. So you have a time machine. So the answer to the question: How was Vietnam, Paul? Vietnam was really good. I didn't ever expect to go to Vietnam in my life, but when your friend asks you to come and shoot his wedding in Ho Chi Minh City, uh, I step up to the plate. Um, it was hot. I mean, Vietnam is the closest I've ever been to the equator at 12 degrees north latitude. Um, so even in December, it was warmer than I expected. The, the culture and people were very welcoming. They wanted American dollars and they were not shy about that. But they were also very proud of their history and very proud of having defeated the United States and kicked them out as part of their long cultural and national identity as we are the country that people invade but we eventually kick out and we remain strong as a people that seems to be vietnam story and that goes from the chinese through the through thailand french and the americans and anybody else and who's wanted to try to vietnam has eventually just been kicked out that's vietnam story and that's the way they tell it i mean their national museums tell that entire story, there's museums devoted, of course, to the to the to the Vietnam War, which I did see, which was some of it was rather hard to take, um, and it gave me a different point of view on on events that I thought I understood pretty well. Um, the food was really good. I had things like banh mi for breakfast and pho for lunch, and it was all very tasty and all very delicious. I gained weight as a result of the trip, unfortunately, but um, it was all worthwhile. The it, I got lots of uh, photographs of things from from the Mekong Delta to people playing with a with a hockey ha- hockey thing in a park. Um, so it was a really good time, and I really enjoyed it a lot. So that is the answer that you've been looking for, Jesse. Okay, well, I I think we're pretty much wrapped on this book. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, this this book yeah, sadly did not have a lot it. to say about it. Sadly, I liked it. I I think it could have been a lot better had it not been tampered with. Um, 
We'll never know. We'll probably never know. Yeah, that. we'll probably never. Yeah, know. I don't think the changes help much. I can't imagine that they did because the things they, that are obviously changes, like adding the Smurfs to the, the I, I know, the, yeah, to the plates and like that didn't help. It didn't make it more timely. <laughs> it made me go, "What Smurfs? Come on!" I, I, I think that's an issue with King. Is he's always like his books always have to be. Let me ask you about Cell. Set when he's writing. So, did you read the Cell or Cell? Cell phone? I read Cell. I read all of them. So that one is interesting because it's it, obviously it's not a rewrite from something earlier. He is engaging with the idea of cell phones. And then I, I watched the yeah. movie and I'm like, this is stupid, but kind of interesting. The movies, I didn't see the movie. It's stupid, but it kind of interesting. Did you see it, Paul? The Cell? Or it's just Cell. The Cell. C-E-L-L. I don't think I did. So basically, it? it's a uh, Samuel Jackson, I think. Really? Basically, no, no, it's I... a zombie movie with cell phones. Um, and I think if you have a cell phone, you can you can uh, transmit the virus by having a phone call from somebody. And it, yeah, but it kind of in the book it reworks them into a new collective consciousness, right? That's sort of like. It's very interestingly political as an idea, right? It's a very science fiction-y, like, I'm engaging with this this new technology, which he does not do in this book. There's no tech, right? <laughs> There's no cell phones. There's a pay phone. Like, he, he fucked this up. He, dude, he fucked this book <laughs> up. He shouldn't have touched it. Because it would have been a good book. Uh, I guess, I guess what, like, do you think it's possible he's going to, he's going to wait... <laughs> Five years, and I say, you know what? I can fix rage. <laughs> I can fix this school shooting book. And if he did, when you compare it, he's like, oh, he didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> right? Like, he can't fix that book, right? No, you, no, no, there's no way to There's, there's, there's no, no way, way to fix rage. that. There's no way to update it and make it... Uh, <laughs> Although that would be a pretty funny project, Evan. <laughs> yeah. Try to fix rage. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, make it make Stephen King fix rage. You know, I guess that's the um, <laughs> that's the scene where uh, what's that other book where got turned into misery? I think that's probably when I first heard of Stephen. Oh no, Cujo would have been the first time I mm. heard of Stephen King. But you, you go to Stephen King, you say, "I'm going to break your legs unless you fix rage." <laughs> Make it up. <laughs> oh dear God, <laughs> Jesse! No, Miser- mi- mi- misery was terrible. And misery is horrible. Yeah, nightmare. I, I'm, I, have, I have way too many writer friends. But the difference there is that was God. I need sequels, right? Whereas this is I need you to fix this book. <laughs> but no, but even so, it's still, it's still, it's still the, the you know, writers being uh, threatened by, by fandom. Well, I mean, it's I mean, a, it's a joke, Paul. It's not, it's not real. No, no, but no, but it, but it's it, funny. It's just like, but no, the hobbling scene makes me squirm every time. Yeah, yeah, no, every it's time. horrible. It's like, oh, I haven't, I haven't read the book, but the uh, what's so funny is that he did that to himself, right? It's not like I, oh, I'm coming up. That with That book's pretty good, actually. You guys uh, should yeah, I'd like you to read it and tell me what you think. I, I did read it. No, on a uh, do a show on it. I don't think you did um, a show on it. The th- the thing shows. about that is like the captivity and the and the and the torture he endures awakens creativity in him. Like misery is dead 
in his mind when he's like because he's trying to avoid it right mm. he's trying to write a new type of literature <laughs> and then Wilkes is like no you've got to write misery and That's he's true. like well fuck I've got to write misery because if I don't right, this woman's gonna, like, gonna kill me or whatever right it's a very and meta book and he starts to write it he starts to write like hardcore misery he starts to write a more brutal hard case crime type of misery story <laughs> and then he's like I see wow, where you're going this is with cool this. <laughs> uh, there's life in this character and there's life in this this franchise yeah so and maybe kinda, I could convince him to do rage it's like the whole point of misery is like if you bully the author enough you'll get like a better <laughs> version of what you loved <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> thank you sir appreciate it <laughs> well, I, I want to hear your show on that now because that was excellent alright well, well I ended my last episode saying if anyone wants any, me to do more Stephen King they need only to send me an email oh dude and I'm talking I'll to you I don't, want to, I don't want to type up an email but don't maybe I'll me. take this into consideration yeah, yeah. to misery I'm I'm a I'm a genuine listener to your actual podcast, and I appreciate what you're doing there because uh, I know you're the one. No, there's two or three <laughs> others. I think they're just not very vocal. I'm I'm, I, I'm a quiet listener. If I'm not <laughs> yeah. on your show. I can listen to it. I'm like um, this one. Yeah, he's he's got some good stuff. He, you got to be ready. Like I got I got a year of Mark Twain episodes coming up. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to do a total Mark Twain read through. Awesome. Well, that's dude. You'll never maybe end. Maybe eight months. He's eight months. He's got more than that. Like, unless, if you're doing all the newspaper well, articles, and, America's published. All they, right. they published like seven, eight volumes. All right. Seven or eight volumes. That's great. That'll, that'll take me a year. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next week, Cosmic Computer, Junkyard Planet, HP Piper, Paul, and yep. uh, is Evan signed up? Am I in that one? Yep. Well, now with no day, like if if you guys would like stop doing daylight savings and just have this um, be one hour early, uh, that would make life easier for me. I can I can I, do one hour early. Well, well, if you well want, actually, actually, we're not in daylight savings. Now we're in regular time. It's nine twenty three a.m. for me. So it's daylight savings you like, not daylight savings. It's it, it's regular time. Oh, so I want daylight savings. Yes, you uh, want daylight savings because now we're off daylight savings until yeah, early next a, year. What time God, is it for you? You, you? you would want per, you want you want perpetual daylight savings instead of perpetual standard time. Yeah, that's what I want. I Actually, know. three or four hours of perpetual daylight savings. <laughs> Not even more. Well, that, well, there's a joke. There's a I shouldn't say there's a joke. There's a mention in a Niven story about everybody about daylight savings being three hours later because of energy crisis in some story of his where. It, it's trying to make a political point about the lefties, of course. So you know. So, yeah, he and Stephen King should get together and write a book. <laughs> oh dear God, no! Dear God, I think they would murder each other. That'd be funny though. They take alternating chapters to attack each other. Do it by. Um, well, that, email. well, that makes me think. Well, well, it wasn't alternating chapters. That makes me think of an anthology novel series from the 80s that was created by Philip Jose Farmer and it was called Dungeon and the writers seem to hate each other because every other novel they change things from the last novel completely yeah, almost as like a take recipe. that yeah. no no it, no it, it, it was a very swingy like what 
was this now? I, I finally picked up they never worked, those books. what was happening. It didn't even yeah. work in this book, right? Like, he can't even no, write with himself. The same guy twice. Yeah. Yeah. Can't even write with himself. So, yeah, Bachman's dead. Uh, I mean, there, 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 there are truly very few really, really good collaborations that are better than what either the individual writers true story. separately could have done. That's a true story. So, Innocence Abroad I, in I, two I, weeks? That's so, two weeks, I'll be there for Innocence Abroad. All right. Great. And then we're doing Many Headed Hydra a few weeks after that. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, and I've added some Paul, you got to be available for that because it's awesome. Many Headed Hydra? Oh, um, what, 12, 18, he's I, okay. I think Make I yourself not available. I'm going to be in Vietnam, man. We'll, we'll be in the same time zone. We can both stay up late. Oh, dear God. Um, don't tempt me. Um, let's tell me what my Wi-Fi So good. Like. Tell me what my Wi-Fi would be like in whatever hotel mm. I wound up in. Which you well, I'll, I'll, the skull. Why? You can put me down for the skull. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, okay. I don't, even, I don't even have to like reread that. Yeah, you do. I'll send you the That's audiobook. It. So this guy's it's like the Jesus story, the right? The Many Headed Hydra yeah, it's by Peter Lindbergh the, and Marcus Redeker. Yeah, it's by the same guys who did uh by one half the same guy who did the pirate Oh wait book. a minute. Well, okay, so that's the tw- that's the eighteenth. So let me look at my home. Let me look at my thing. And so, there's some two new things um I am on offer as well. I think the eighteenth might be the wedding that would might, might be the actual wedding. Or is it the nineteenth? No, mm. the, I think the nineteenth is the wedding. Um Itself, so I'm like flying it's... out on the 16th. I'm going to get there late the 17th because of time zones. The 18th is a the, the 18th the is day. a recovery day. 19th, I believe, is the wedding. Then I have the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. He's going to be so fucking All right, jet-lagged. That's okay if you can't make it. It's going to be so fucking jet lagged and, and, and no Wi Fi. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's yeah. And, I'm and just then, telling then, you. then I fly back on the. Well, I can send. I can send him the book. You can send me the book. You can send me. It's, you can send me the book when the time comes. All right. It's so, really one of my favorite books. Um, well, well the, the, how long is it? It's pretty long. It's, it's 14, not that long, 14, 17 hours, something like that. I think. Um, that's that, that's fine. That. That's fine. I, I mean, I, 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 I've listened to, uh, to uh, the story of civilization on on uh, audio Yeah, this is this yeah, is one of the most interesting. I don't know if it's the best. But it's like the most interesting point of view on the origin of capitalism. I mean, if I can listen to forty hours of uh, of, of 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 what's of what's his name, I can listen to seventeen hours on capitalism for sure. I'm adding shadows in Zambula. This is for, uh, Connor just approved it. Um, All right, on the twenty second, that's uh, Conan's story by Howard. Um, I have like. Prince Elbrook and the Snake Lady. I'm going to delete that. Uh, yeah, it's already been recorded, right? Um, cleaning up down here. Bartleby the Scrivener. Oh, we've done that there. one. Yeah, clean up. Um, I'm just going to add some space, though. Black House. Oh, no control nobody's sale. done for that. Uh, I don't know who said Black House. That Maybe by, it was probably me. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, that's the Straub. We do need to team. honor Peter Straub at some point. Uh, how long is that Peter one? Peter Straub, just to honor him. How, how, Black House is long. Yeah, but I think that's what's scary. There, I mean, any Peter Straub, I'd be down to read. Like especially stuff what about I have Coco. Read. Coco, yeah, put down Coco or something like that. Nah, I'll see how long that. Coco is. 
Coco Straub. Straub. And uh, to honor him, hey, let's see. Audible. And the answer is it does exist as an audiobook. It's read by Patrick Lawler. It is 22 hours and 56 minutes. Come That's on, rough. man. That might be the longest book you've ever done. It's not, but it's fucking huge, man. It's, Moby Dick is 24 hours. This is this is okay. I can't imagine Coco is better than than <laughs> Moby Dick. There must be something. Ghost story. How long is that? Talisman is on the list. That says it's a All series. All right, Straub, book. 483 pages. That's got to be 20. That's hours. 22 hours for 22 hours 33 minutes for Ghost Story. 28 hours oh. for the. Jesus, what they did was they each wrote a novel and then they just jammed it together under one cover. Yeah. 22 hours. They're Thousand all 22 hours. Black House, they're all long. But t- Black House is so fun. This book, I thought this book was a little long for a 70s novel. And I thought it, he said 100 and, uh, 170 pages it was, right? This book is longer than that. So he, he bulked it up. Mm. Which is, you know. I guess maybe one of the other reasons they didn't do it for hard case crime is because they're supposed to be relatively thin volumes. He talks about in the introduction, uh, writing in the modes of, um, uh, Kane, Thompson, and Stark. Right? Those are all thin volumes. There are a couple longer Stark books, but they're quite late. Uh, I guess there's one in the middle called Butcher's Moon that's, you know, maybe 10 hours. But most, some of those books are like three hours long. Three, three and a half hours long, right? So an eight hour book from the 70s, that's long. But 22 hours, come on, man. I don't have. That's a commitment. Wisconsin people. Yeah. What? I guess. Wow. Um, You're not even from Minnesota and you got the slamming of Wisconsin down. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, I didn't. He's allowed to slam himself. I think it's Illinois. I think he's from Illinois. Um, I think that's that's why I like long books. Maybe. Oh dear God! Because who else is from Wisconsin? Sinclair Lewis is from around this part. Sinclair Lewis is from Minnesota. Thank you very much. All right. Um, Did you know Wisconsin has the highest highest um, per hundred thousand person presence of bars in the United States? Yeah, I, I know. He's and park that's park. probably why Barnes is going to lose in a couple days. Yeah. Ooh, unfortunately. <laughs> there, there, I've been there, to those bars. And there, 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 there's, I mean, Wisconsin has some waterfalls. It has it has some nice coastline. It's nice. I, I love Wisconsin. But, but you know, it, other than that, there's not a lot to Wisconsin, man. It, 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 it's not exactly a cultural mecca. I mean, I go, I go into Wisconsin for the – for the for the for the scenery, like like last weekend, I went on the Osceola Railroad. Hey, apparently, we just established that Straub has written the, the longest, most in depth, most brilliant books of the seventies. Yeah, that's fair. And I think there's some like Lovecraft connections to Wisconsin too, right? Um, um yeah, August Derleth. <laughs> Derleth and uh, the other guy. What's the guy with the B name? Hmm. Haunter in the Dark. Haunter in the Dark. Oh, Rock. Block, Robert like Block. Block. Block, yeah. Block's the Wisconsin connection there, too. 
Um, what, what, uh, this is sort of, uh, actually, guess, Black House is set in Wisconsin. Do you think the Joe Hill is the baby in this book? No. Because yeah. his name that's... is Joe. Joe Hill's actually literally the kid in Creep Show. I don't know if you didn't watch that show. Yeah, yeah, I did. I watched the, I watched the Red Letter Media. So I, they showed a little clip. You've never seen you have you you must have seen the creep show movie though. I if I did I saw it very long time ago. I don't think I yeah. did. I maybe I saw part it's of it worth, on HBO. The first or creep something. show, like the original, it's worth watching. It's like really Yeah. It's not I it's actually like I have comics. it on a stick. I have not watched it yet. Speaking of that, like you guys gotta watch this Cabinet of Curiosity. I know Jesse's been watching it. Yeah, I haven't it's, seen it's the... really like an issue of weird tales. Uh, modern weird tales though. There's a, there's some good things in there. Um, did you watch the one with the 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 new you I skin? I watched all of them. Okay, that's good. I like that. I I think that. that that was like a horror story for girls because it was horrible. <laughs> I'm not I'm not all, it was very well done, but it was like uh, this body horror is horrible. And then like she kills she kills her husband who's very supportive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm she like, well, what is this? What? So like, it, it, it just so bleak and dark. Um, yes. and it's based that one's based on a on a comic book or not a comic book online web yes, web comic. That one's based on a comic book. A web comic, and I, I looked at it. Actually, and they're, they're not the same. The only episodes I didn't like were the Lovecraft adaptations. Strangely, I I like the I uh, the the Pikmin's mo- the Pikmin character was really well done. Oh, what's uh, Julian like that Glover? actor? Like the no, the Kristen, Kirsten. And, I don't know what's his name. The guy who played Pikmin. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it's Popeye's accent version of Pikmin, but the adaptation kind of missed the point. I thought like the effect they, of just like looking at the photo and realizing like they fuck, fucked it up. This they stuff's fucked it real. Up, but this is like more impactful. But it was well and then done. The Witch House. That's such a hard story to adapt, though. I haven't I, seen I, that one yet. It's a bad choice. It's, it's. I think if I had never read the Witch House story, I think I could find more to love. Plus, you got Ron Weasley running around as Gilman, which is kind of fun. Um, the first one, uh, by uh, no, the grave, the graveyard rats one, wonderful. That was the best one I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, and there's a little I, bit I of like Lovecraft in there that's um not uh, well, that's so Putner, right. Yeah, but they kind of turned it into the hound as well, like with the amulet and the the kids at the end. Like it's kind of the hound, (laughs) which it shouldn't be because it's its own story. It's not terrible. They didn't ruin it. It was looked beautiful. They're all shot in uh, Ontario. The the practical effects with the the rats and the body at the end. It's all very well done. Yeah, I like. I mean, that's it. Uses. I think the problem with the first episode is he eventually relies on CGI. So I think if Del Toro first, had like had creative control of everything, not just having other directors, he wouldn't have relied on CG. I don't think that's that a very good story because like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, like uh, one of the things I was wondering, yeah, is, like, you just kind of oh, the, the, whoever owned this lot was like some kind of necromancer, Nazi, weird Nazis. It's, and, it's it's like cliche Lovecraft, right? It's it, it's it like was Vulcan. just not like it was yeah. it was it was like meh. Anyways, the um, the thing is, is they're all period pieces. All the ones I've seen, um, I haven't seen Witch House yet, 
uh, and or anyone's after that. I've been watching yeah, them all in order. Pieces. I think so. Are. Lot thirty six should be better than it is. There's some things wrong with it. It's not the actors. I think it's the writing and like the actor's great. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. He's famously a new star, even though he's old, right? Um, oh, Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. yeah, he was. I I think I first saw Nelson in like Nelson, Old Brother right. Where Art Thou? Yeah, like like in 1999 or something. Right, like the Coen Brothers movie. So he's kind of he isn't he one of those Coen Brothers go to actors too. It seems like Coen Brothers be. always call him first when they need a guy. Yeah, he's good. Um, so he was in Watchmen too. He was like, what was he, the he point was of that show. story though? The first one, Lot Lot Thirty Six is like, there's a guy who's under pressure to get cash. He's an asshole. He gets punished for it. It's very, it's very sort of traditional. Uh, no, I, I think it does a good job of setting up what the series is, though. I don't know. I I, I found it's, that one very. Weak. Uh, what did you think of the autopsy? Because I I thought that was autopsy is great, awesome. Autopsy is wonderful. It makes me want to read Michael Shea. Yeah, that's a really good one. That the actor on that one, uh, F. Murray Abraham, does a really good job. I think like it turns into like a info dump. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I quite like the info dump. Uh, they call that exposition when they like it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, autopsy is a solid one. Graveyard Rats is good. The outside, that one, like, like, I don't know That's what to, the best I don't know what to make of, of it because it, it's very well done for what it is, but it's almost like a comedy, but it's so fucking gruesome. Um, yeah. I, it's just I found that one very disturbing, morally, because <laughs> ultimately she, you know, nothing bad. Like everything's fine with just putting the goop on. That's not good. Um, but I haven't seen the last three, Dreams in the Witch House. So, yeah, you got the Witch House, murmuring. the Murmuring. That's a Del Toro story. Yeah, I'm worried yeah, about that one too. Bad. It's just a traditional ghost story. Mm. It's not. It's got some good stuff in there. Actually, like the the guy, the main character in The Walking Dead before he vanished mm. is one of the characters in there. This is like just two characters in a room. What what about like the a gothic like a ghost story? What about the viewing? Because that's got Peter Weller in it. Oh, the viewing's wild. Yeah, I watch that one. I don't know what to make of it, but it's just kind of awesome. Okay. It's like it's a '70s period piece, and I think it's mostly. Lizard dies as a seventies period piece. Do you remember how big um, a few years ago on Netflix there was a Black Mirror? Just how big that was. Everybody yeah. was watching that. Right? Everybody was watching that. Everyone was talking about, that. and it was good. And it was a science episode, fiction, some, but yeah, that was some, science fiction. This yeah. is like the Weird Tales version. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think this is Weird Tales exactly. It's weird. Weird Tales. Two stories are from Weird Tales, but some of them are like like. They're they're much more movie based horror. But I think they all qualify as weird tales. Yeah, I, 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 I mean I understand the uh, of yeah. the weird here. Weird fiction, yeah. And the editors there try to define what the weird tale is. I think these stories qualify as the weird tale. Lot thirty six, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a weird tale. I don't know. It's a horror story more than a weird t- weird t- weird fiction is different, right? Like even graveyard, but that's rats the whole is, point of the weird. Is there some, like there has to be some kind of supernatural. But a lot of people can tale. mix. They think horror and like Lovecraft's a horror writer. I don't think so. There's very little horror in his stories, yeah. right? Um, he's as some people say he's a science fiction writer. 
I guess sometimes, occasionally, not much. Um, weird fiction, not natively. In, uh, weird yeah, fiction. I agree with you that this definition of the weird tale is got some work, I guess. But I got Pickman's, Pickman's model. And see what they say. The original story, Pickman's model, is a very good example of weird fiction, right? Um, yeah. th- this one, I think, is still that, but I think it could have been better by not deviating. Well, but there were some things in I it that were better, like, like, or, or not better, at least they were, one of the things I liked about the original that I see in this one is that relationship between students, um, where one is teasing, he calls them Dicky, right? He's doing that on mm. purpose. Um, it, he keeps it up. Um, it's a class-based thing. It's an age-based thing. And then that time goes by, and that, if we remember the colloquial language of uh, of the way that story is originally told, he's like, uh, I dropped him. Or most people dropped him. As in, like, they don't hang out with him anymore. Right? And so there's this, like, yeah, what about that guy? So changing it to Salem, or I guess it was Arkham, right? That didn't really Pick hurt them, it. Yeah. Uh, except they don't do the subways, which I think is part of yeah, the story. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of was it makes annoyed it... that they put Pikmin's model in Arkham, and then they put go like Dreams of the Witch House in Boston. Oh, is that in Boston? It's kind of hilarious. That's stupid. Yeah, they set that one in Boston. Graveyard Rats is set in Salem, which is correct. Yeah. Um. I think with Lot 36, if you take out that annoying plot with like that, the immigrant woman and her apartment and her family's yeah. like, heirlooms. Yeah. And like the, the kind of cliche death at the end where he's just chased down and that, that's more EC comics level. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So EC like, comics is not weird fiction. And he gets punished for yeah. being bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more if a creep you take show. That out, if you take out that, I think the, the story's not that bad. Like, I, I, look, here's you one of the things. There's a like a realm of knowledge that that's beyond you, and and you touch it, but it's it's rough. It's, like, it's it's the way it was done. I think like it's incompetently done. Some of the things that happen in it, like the hopping, never pays off, right? We think, yeah. oh, that's weird, and then we see it again, and we see it again, and we say, well, oh, that's weird. That's interesting. What's that going to do? Nothing. And then, like, yeah. focusing on the can of tab. Like, he's got a, ta- a can of tab he's drinking from. Literally giving us a shot of him placing a can of tab in his receptacle in his uh, his truck. Mm-hmm. Bad yeah. direction. Bad editing. Uh, showing us his tattoo, which tells us he's a prisoner in Vietnam, but you can't tell that because you can't read it because he's got a watch on that arm. And also, it's pretty obscure. Uh why is why are we being told like like the class analysis on this is fucking awful? It's just it saying been better. It's, better. it's just race. It's like this guy's racist, so he should die. Um, but his racism is actually one of the first things that happens in the that episode is he's he's in the truck, he's listening to right wing radio, and they say immigrants are stealing our jobs or whatever, right? And he says something, and um. I thought the first time I heard it, I thought he said, uh, like something dismissing it. Like he was, he was, he was hate listening, but actually he was saying right on. Yeah, he was. And mm-hmm. 
and I'm thinking, oh, we're supposed to hate this guy. And then they just pile on the things to hate this guy so that when he gets killed at the end, we're happy. Uh, that's that doesn't no, make me happy. I don't know. That's We're supposed to be idea. happy at the way he, he dies, but what happens like after he that monster kills him is just running around the wood. Like, like, is it just disappear? No. So the whole point, the whole thrust of this story is to make us see a uh, like a deplorable destroyed. But it's even before like the setting is the eighties. It doesn't even make any sense. Like it's, it's the nineties, but yeah, whatever. Right? Like it's he's supposed to be a Vietnam vet, right? I was not unsympathetic with that character. I mean, it's well, we've all had debts and need to pay them, and but he he does things out of spite that are, you know, and like the relationship with the uh, the guy who's selling you know selling him lots on the sly. Um, yeah, I found that I, I found the character interesting. But he's punished for, like, just being an asshole. That's the whole point of the thing. And it sort of distracts from, yeah, what you're saying is the weird fiction part. Like, well, in, in a Lovecraft story, he'd just be punished for, like, even opening the... Yeah. Like, the the the, wind, the, the, the book or whatever he did. Yeah. But that's not the... Uh, or punished for his ancestors. Right? I don't know. I think you're politicizing the story more. Uh, me! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, Jesse. I politicized. Yes, I, I did not politicize graveyard rats, but I did notice that they had the same problem. The first and the second episode, both guys owe money, and they're getting physically attacked for for debts they owe. Right. So, like yeah. that, I I don't remember that from the original story. I know that he had like a gambling problem or something. So maybe maybe that's reading in. Yeah. He. Um, that actor, David Hewlett, very underused, very good. He's in good in all his movies. Autopsy was, I think, terrific. Uh, it's, it was the one I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then when it goes into this giant exposition slash info dump, I'm like, this is very cool because it, it, most people wouldn't do it that way. They would just like do it like the way the first one's done, like Nazis and the sister and like, He's cho- like chopping up rabbits. And, like, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. It's that that first one's a mess. The outside I found disturbing. It worked very well. I just I I don't know what to I don't know what to make about it. Other than like this is horrible. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> oh my god. I I'll, I guess everybody doesn't like dreams in the witch house, right? I I, I've I, never read. I'm it. gonna watch it again. And try to appreciate it. No, no, the, it the the episode. Yeah, you should watch it, Paul, and then see what you think. Uh, read the story because it's, it's got Brown I, Jenkins. Mm, I'm not. A, I was not a big fan of the the short story. I think that's one of Lovecraft's worst. I like the short story. I mean, I really. I think that's one of the. I think that's kind of the underrated masterpiece of Lovecraft. Wow, so we're in conflict there. I did an episode on it. Oh, I think I must have heard it a long time ago. I'm not saying it's useless. I'm just saying it's not. I think it's one of his worst. All right. I'm going to sleep. All right. This daylight Thank you. savings time sucks. Yeah. All right. Not daylight savings time, um, whatever it is. Non-daylight savings time. Non-daylight savings. Okay. All right. So I'll, uh, are you, are you going to show up for the weeks. cosmic computer? Not you're not gonna. Should I cross? I'll be there in a couple weeks or whatever that is. Innocence abroad. Yeah. 
Mark Twain. All right, Two weeks. Yeah, Sounds good. Bye. Hey, Paul, you haven't been on your... Uh, your Discord's always set to Don't Disturb Me. Oh, I forgot to... I set, I set that and I forgot to unset, unset that. Well, when you're ready... When uh, I'm available, yeah, we can put, put it on. Puppy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe later see yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Take Thanks. care, Jesse. Bye-bye. This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash sffaudio. How's your diet going, Evan? Oh, it's fine. Restrictions. I don't know. Are you guys still on daylight savings? We changed back. We we in the states here changed back today. Yeah, last night or this morning. I thought you weren't doing that anymore. (laughs) Um, the bill never got through Congress to the president's desk. President says he wants to sign it, but the bill has not made it to his desk. So, yes, I'm salty about it. Yes, I would (laughs) like the stupidity to end forever. I saw you saying that. No. What's that? I saw you saying. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you are much more. Po- you are much more polite than that, though. I was more you polite than that because there are there are there are people who enjoy it and use it. So I'm going to respect their views. I just think they're wrong. <laughs> um, the uh, one I don't understand that was tweeted 11 minutes ago was quote tweeting somebody whose fake name is Elon Musk, but the real name. So like I'm I'm not sure like. The person is Wolfie's mom, but oh, oh yeah, that's that's Valerie Bertinelli. So she's making a joke about how it's a meta tweet, right? So it says the blue check mark simply meant your identity was verified. Scammers would have a harder time impersonating you. That no longer applies. Good luck out there. Exactly, exactly. She's she's so meta tweeting. It's, it's a little tiny joke there, but then you've quote tweeted it and said, "This is it. This is it." This is the life, the one you got, get. So go out and have a ball. This must be some music thing. I um, that, I don't that, get it. that is the opening lyrics to the to the song "One Day at a Time," which starred Bertney ba- Ber- Valerie Bertinelli. Okay, who is Valerie Bertinelli? So she was an a- she is an actress. She was on, among other things, "One Day at a Time." <laughs> I don't know. What that, is that a, a TV show? It was I guess. an eighties. It was an eighties uh-huh. sitcom. About a, right. about a divorced mom and her children living, trying to rebuild their lives after the divorce in Indianapolis. All right. It also got it also got it also got rebooted a few years ago for a couple of seasons. Um, same concept, different different characters. Yeah. But yeah, but the original eighty sitcom is was 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 uh was um Ballard, was Ballard, was on it. So that's right. that's so I'm. I'm Anybody who's seen the sitcom will get that right. Yeah, get that I song. guess I didn't. Because it's kind of a. I also didn't know who Wolfie's mom was, and I didn't click through to see that. It was valid. It, yeah. it was a blue checked person, but even so, she, her, she's made her point uh, pretty well because um, her name is not in her bio. <laughs> she she made she made her point brilliantly well, which is why I quote tweeted it. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty. 
is pretty clever. Because if her, her, if all it says is, you know, Wolfie's mom is not her name, right? Valerie Bertinell. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, there is a, a link to uh, .com. But even so, in your bio, that's not the same thing. So didn't we have, didn't we years and years ago have like a, uh, uh, a real name thing that was supposed to be for Facebook? Like they said, you have to put your, your driver's license or something like that. Wasn't there like a big controversy about this? There was a big controversy about this. I yes. was not a Facebook person, so I didn't ever. And people pay much thinking, attention. yeah, putting up, putting, putting up driver's license, yeah, to Facebook is just asking for trouble. Yeah, it was or a, whatever it was. Yeah, but what did that mess. ever go through? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, because that, like, I don't really care about Facebook, so I never thought much about it. But um, uh, if the if the verification. Um, <laughs> it's a service you pay for monthly. Um, it, it, I think most people will not pay for it, and then that won't be a revenue getter unless it's like that video you retweeted and I retweeted yesterday of all the old people just constantly uh, pressing the button at the casino. At a casino? Oh God, that 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 made me uh, so, so that that video is like. Most people don't drink alcohol to, uh, you know, every every moment of every day. But the people who do, they make most of the revenue for the alcohol company. So it could be that there are people out there who will pay for Twitter uh, based on their extra services. But I don't. I, I think that I, I think they're going to be a minority. It's 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 not it's not a sustainable. I don't think it's going to be Evan. <laughs> he barely uses it at all. But Paul, you you, oh, you, I, yeah, you live I'm on Twitter. Spend money on anything. I I may live on Twitter, but I'm not going to pay eight dollars a month for Twitter to. Um... Yeah, yeah. I. But if if it was just starting up, nobody would would pay eight dollars a month. Like if there was a new uh, startup, right? Every uh, the the default service is free, right? But uh, I I assume well, he he he. I mean, some of some of the suggestions that Mr. Musk is making Mr. are <laughs> what are Mr. not great. Mr. Musk, I, I noticed you use his I, I, middle, I mean, I mean, middle like, name of people you don't like in your tweets. So it's Elon Reeve Musk. Well, Only reason I ever knew he had a middle name is because you tweeted. And then what's uh, Donald? You know the other reason why it's Joseph? Donald Josh. You know the other reason I do that? No. When when um when. When um, shit poster fans of theirs go searching through Twitter for their name, and they do, they often forget to search the middle name. They just search, search Donald Trump or Elon Musk. Yeah, they don't search Elon it... Reed Musk. So I okay. avoid the shit posters right. who just randomly come into your mentions to uh, to harass you. Yeah. So it's a defensive mechanism as well. Right. But but you know but but my original uh, reason for doing that too was basically. Back in 20, uh, 20, uh, 2012. No, 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 it's 2009. 2009, and there was this um, right-wing um, a-hole who just loved to say Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. And he said, well, I'm just respecting him by giving his middle name, Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> so you learned a trick or two from him. <laughs> I learned a trick or two from him. I mean, I mean. He was trying to insinuate, though, he's a secret Muslim evil to destroy America because his middle name is Hussein, and you must know this. But I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to 
throw it out there every time. Mm. So I learned that I learned that tr- I learned that trick from him. Yes. Right. I mean, Reeve Reeve or John is not as um is not a incendiary in the same way Hussein is. What but, uh, what know. is a Reeve? I I think that's a job on a farm, right? Like or uh, an estate. Evan should know this. Reeve, a Granger is the guy who goes uh, around. It might be. Clodging. No, no, it's a it's a magistrate. Uh, Anglo-Saxon Reeve was, was, was a senior magist- official whose local responsibilities under the yeah. So in Canada, we would call them a JP, Justice of the Peace. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this. Yeah, it says uh, lower rank appointed as a manager of a manor or overseer. So it is actually similar to a Granger. Overseer. <laughs> That's gonna be my middle name. Um, if you want to do that. <laughs> That's your choice, Jesse. It just um, makes me think of Fallout, though, so maybe I don't need to get all entangled with it. Maybe maybe you don't need to. All right. Um, you guys want to do a show on a on a Stephen King book? Let's let, let's 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 start the fire. All right. All right. You ready, Evan? You good to go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. We got uh, in the chat. I put um, a link to Google Books, so you can. Look inside. It, it should have the introduction and a few other things, but um, you can't look at pages, but you can do searches within it. And uh, I, not, I search have it. not search. I might have it. But. Oh, that well, but yeah. Do you have a search searchable version, or do you have a? Um, do you like? Do you have a PDF? Well, I torrented all of. Stephen King's audiobooks. If you can I think get the there's PDF, that'd be great because I'd like to be able to There's PDFs somewhere there's here. EPUBs, I Maybe think. I didn't download them because I have all the physical books except this one. Strangely, there's like four Stephen King books I don't have. Oh, Maybe yeah, five. I lose them on buses sometimes. <laughs> it's a yeah, Dark Tower illustration. Well, we can't have that. Yeah, I think I don't have. On this computer, it's okay. I, my memory's pretty good. I will. Um, not, the, not the hardest book. No. All right. Uh, so, Jesse, Paul, Evan. Very easy. Very easy. You got your recorder going, Mister Paul. I do. Wait, I need to learn your middle name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, that's a whole long discussion. Yeah, it's okay. And you know what? It's gonna time. be. It's going to be like uh, some Catholic middle name. Uh, it's a long hold discussion. Yeah. That's for another time right. and another place. Um, I, I think I may have known, uh, if you even have one. I think your brother, older brother, had two or one, and you didn't get any. Is that correct? That is that is correct. So I experimented with one. That turned, that turned out to be a horrible idea. But then, then, I, got a, then I gave myself another. Paul plus, uh, Blank Weimer. Oh, well, Weimer. Shit. Sorry. Thank you, I'm Jesse. perseverating. Perseverating. All right. Uh, Here we go. Oh, wait. Yeah. I need to learn Evan's middle name now. You don't know it? I don't think so. I barely know your last yeah, name. Yeah, like, everyone, everyone here <laughs> knows middle names because, like, if it's on your passport, it ends up on your, like, Taiwan identification because they don't, they don't have middle names oh. in Taiwan. Interesting. They just have like three characters, sometimes two characters, usually three characters is your name. 
So they really insist on having your whole name. Whatever's on your passport is your name and your ID. Mm-hmm. Whenever oh. you apply for a job or on Slack, they always stick your middle name everywhere. You should you should change your name to fuck the police. Middle name. Evan, <laughs> um, fuck the pol- Bradley. Yeah, did you ever yeah. go by Bradley? Uh, like you got into a new school and you said, "Hey, I'm Brad." Did you ever do Definitely that? Definitely not. I never liked that name. Yeah, that's why I don't like everyone like using it. I just mm. d- just prefer it didn't exist. Uh, yeah, that I guess that was actually could... my dad's preferred name for me. I think. Oh, really? But, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you knew we were in he... trouble when he said Bradley. Interesting. You, well, I actually do so have a middle name, Paul. You know what my middle name is? What's your middle name? It's Abram. Abram? Abram. A-B-R-A-M? You got That's it. an interesting middle name. It's Jesse Abram Wills. Very Willis. <laughs> Willis. I can't, I can't keep biblical. switching that up. Yeah. And it's it's Abr- Lamp. Jesse Abram. <laughs> we have an Willis. alternate Bizarro World podcast where it's Bradley Lamp. <laughs> Blank or <laughs> Weimer. I was actually trying to classicize my name the and other day. Abram Wills. <laughs> Let me see. I I was maybe maybe uh Paul knows more about this. I was trying to classicize my name. Classicize? What's that mean? Classicize. Classicize. Classic size. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I was saying Paul does that more than I I don't know anything about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, so, what was the name I figured out for myself? Evidence. Um, <laughs> No, well, Lampe is like lamp maker in right, in and, 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 and Evan so is like is, is the, youth. So, why well, I, I just would do my last name here. So, this is for your new Twitter Lickno, account. <laughs> like Lycanopoeus would be the ancient Greek for lamp ma- lamp maker, like light Lycano Lycanopoesis. Something like that, but I also, um, I also had the Latin version. So I mean, you, you, you could go with day. lumen for light. I think that might be modern. I, or when lux. I, when I put it into ancient Greek, it was lichno was light. Okay, okay, light. yeah, that might be modern then. Yeah, you had to go with the ancient Greek, but I, but I didn't. It must be on Twitter. I, I came up with a name for you. Something Me? like a Me friend of Achilles or something. Friend of the what? Friend of Achilles. Achilles. Friend of a you, you saying what Patroclus? Wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That'd be that's, cousin. But I use slash lover. Yeah, of. I use the Greek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't swing that way, but you know, friend of Achilles. Okay. Armor, armor stealer. Because it was like, like. Now you're showing. I, I forget how I figured it out, but I I looked up Weimer and Weimer and the. I mean, Paul means small, so. Well, I, yeah. Again, I just stuck with the last name. Yeah, so we, we, Weimer is from a region in Germany. I'm not quite sure where the etymology that goes from there. But you, if you figure it out and wind up to Patroclus, that's interesting. All right. That's yeah. enough middle I don't know. It's way back names. in the messages. What, 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 Let's what, do a real thing, fake Evan. name guy. What, 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 one last thing, Evan. In, 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 in late December, I will be within 1,500 miles of you. Oh, where are you going to be? I'm going to visit Ho Chi Minh City to photograph a friend's wedding. So we'll be in the same time zone. Nice. Do a podcast then? You can stay up late like me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not available for podcasts. I got other things to do. But anyway, let's let's do a podcast, Jesse. Speak All right. Pod- no, it's not called Saigon. Anymore. Oh, I, 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 I no, got how I figured Saigon. it out. I found the message. So 
I found some animation of 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 you need Weimer being friend and thing. famous. So that's why I came up with friend of Achilles. You need to forward that to me because I would like to share that. That sounds interesting. Um, but Latin would be pro luma celebrathon or something like that. It was not so pretty. Got to go with the Greek. Yeah, the, the Greek in this case is much more elegant. I agree. All right, that's all. All right, you can figure out your own name in Greek. I need to see the uh, the shield markings. The guy like sneaking behind a tent and grabbing some armor. <laughs> all right, here right, we go. You, you steal armor once for and you get. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. All right, here we go.